We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for May 24th, 2023. The White Sox have endured a veritable boatload of frustration this season, but the Cleveland Guardians aren't far behind. They entered the series 20-26, and four and a half games back of the Twins, and whenever it looks like they've taken a step forward, it tends to be immediately negated by a step back, if not two of them. I mention this because the seventh inning on Tuesday night was one of those steps back. The White Sox turned a 2-1 deficit into a 4-2 lead they'd hold the rest of the way, but the reversal of the game state was more defined by what the Guardians did wrong. Cleveland led 2-1 entering the inning, and Logan Allen was cruising. Outside of a Yasmani Grandal solo shot in the fifth inning, he'd suffered no damage, and he'd barely broken a sweat. He had just 65 pitches to his name through six, and he'd thrown no more than 13 pitches in any one inning. Then he threw 20 pitches in the 7th and without retiring any of the 5 batters he faced. In his defense, two plays weren't made behind him. Ahmed Rosario made a nice diving stop on Andrew Vaughn's hot shot to the left side, but he dropped the exchange and couldn't make the throw. It would have been a very difficult play, but given Vaughn's speed, it's one he could have converted, but an infield single was a fair call. Andrew Benintendi followed by roping a plate-splitting slider to right for a double that put runners on second and third. Up came Grandal, who worked the count to 2-2 before hitting a weak chopper to the left side. The Guardians had the corners pinched in, and Jose Ramirez fielded the bouncer. While his momentum was carrying him towards first base, he probably had enough time for an imperfect throw home on Vaughn, who was running on contact. Ramirez rushed his actions, however, and he boxed the ball to the turf, so much so that even Grandal was able to reach. Vaughn scored to tie the game at two, with still nobody out. Clint Frazier then came to the plate after a mound visit and coaxed a seven-pitch walk to load the bases for Romy Gonzalez. This seemed like a time for Terry Francona to lift his rookie starter, because even if he didn't think it was absolutely necessary for Gonzalez, the top of the White Sox order followed with two more righties, so he may as well get a head start on the matchups. But Francona left Allen in, and Gonzalez exposed the mistake in one pitch. He rifled a two-run double to the left-field quarter to make it a 4-2 game, and compounding the frustration in the other dugout when Francona lifted Allen for a right-handed reliever, Eniel De Los Santos struck out Tim Anderson, Jake Berger, and Luis Robert Jr. to stop the bleeding. The White Sox were happy to take advantage of the mistakes. Keenan Middleton, Joe Kelly, and Kendall Graveman kept the Guardians off the board the rest of the way, and now the series is even. 
Dylan Cease benefited from the well-timed outburst. The Guardians regained the lead on his watch with Josh Naylor doubling home Rosario after a leadoff walk in the sixth inning. It could have been worse, but Gonzalez made a head-up play to get Ramirez on a grounder that deflected off Vaughn before Naylor's double, and a review couldn't provide the conclusive shot to overturn it. Otherwise, Cease was almost as efficient as Allen. Aside from Will Brennan's solo shot in a third, Cease more or less pitched to contact, and the contact didn't hurt him. He completed six innings on just 88 pitches, partially because he struck out only three batters. Cease improved a 3-3 on the year and lowered his ERA to 4.6. Tim Anderson deserves some credit for helping Cease's strategy hold up. With two outs and two on in the fourth inning, he made a great stop in an Andres Jimenez grounder up the middle. At first glance, he didn't appear to have an out available, but he kept the ball in the infield to freeze Josh Bell at third. Except Bell kept running, even though the ball never left the infield dirt. Anderson rose to his feet and calmly fired home, leaving Bell to try sliding to the backstop to avoid Grandal's tag. The replay on Cleveland's broadcast showed third base coach Mike Sarbaugh waving Bell home, so he could chalk that up as yet another mistake by the Guardians, but it was also a legitimately great play by Anderson, who maybe got a little revenge on Cleveland radio guy Tom Hamilton in the process. White Sox highlights were few and far between otherwise, and Jake Berger had a miserable game by striking out in all five of his plate appearances, but they still did enough to get the win. They also weathered a couple of injury scares in the eighth inning. Joe Kelly needed a visit from the trainer after fielding a number in front of the mound for the second out, and then Robert tweaked his hip, slipping while collecting a big carom off the right field wall. Gonzalez ended up playing center to close it out, and that's how we learned that Hanser Alberto was healthy enough to take the field after his shoulder scare. Pedro Grafal said after the game that Kelly is fine and Robert should be fine, even if he needs to take today off. Speaking of which, the White Sox and Guardians will play the rubber match at 12.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. It's Michael Kopech against Cal Quantrill, and Kopech will hope to show that he can reproduce the form he showed against Kansas City, this time on regular rest. Quantrill seems to have overcome his rough April, as he has a 2.77 ERA in May. He's only struck out 14 batters over 26 innings, though, so the White Sox should have a chance to make some loud contact. In other injury news, Liam Hendricks will throw his next bullpen session with the White Sox on Friday in Detroit, and Aloy Jimenez is heading to Birmingham to start his rehab stint after his appendectomy a few weeks ago. The Barons could really, really use the boost, and you'll hear why shortly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, Charlotte beat the Jumbo Shrimp in Jacksonville 9-5. Lenin Sosa and Carlos Perez were both 1-for-5 with a double. Oscar Colas went 0-for-4 with a walk. And Zach Remillard reached base three times, including his fourth homer. 
The Birmingham Barons dropped the opener to the Tennessee Smokies 7-5, so now they've lost 14 of 16. Jose Rodriguez homered for the third time in two games, and Alexander Womack also went deep, so there's that. The Winston-Salem Dash have now lost six straight after losing to the Brooklyn Cyclones 7-3 in New York. Jared Kelly labored through three innings, and the Dash were limited to three hits while striking out 13 times. Lloyd Chappelle was a lone bright spot, walking three times and stealing two bases. But let's wrap this up with some good news. Kannapolis beat Augusta 6-1, and this one featured the return of Brian Ramos. Said return had been around the corner for several weeks as he rehabbed from a groin strain, but he's back on the field and went 1-for-5 in his 2023 debut. Around the league, it was another banner day for the AL Central. The Twins blew a 3-0 lead over the course of the 6th and 7th innings in a 4-3 loss to San Francisco, while the Tigers were kept in check by the Royals in KC's 4-1 victory. The Twins remain in first place despite their third straight loss, but they're just 25-24, a mere 5.5 games ahead of the 4th place White Sox. In better baseball, it was a wild night in the AL East. The Yankees won their fifth straight as Aaron Judge tied it with a homer in the ninth and Anthony Volpe walked it off in the 10th for a 6-5 victory over the Orioles. The Blue Jays ran up the score on the Rays in a 20-1 stomping at Tropicana Field. The game officially collapsed on Zach Birdie's watch in the sixth-run fifth, but Toronto added nine runs in the ninth off Tampa Bay position players. The Cubs beat the Mets 7-2 as Christopher Morrill homered for the fifth straight game, giving him 9-12 games this season. That allowed the Cubs to preserve their half-game edge on the Cardinals, who continued their climb towards 500 with an 8-5 victory over Cincinnati. In a battle of first-place teams, Bobby Miller pitched five innings of one-run ball in his MLB debut to lead the Dodgers to an 8-1 win over the Braves in Atlanta. And in the AL West, the Rangers won their 30th game of the season 8-1 over the Pirates behind a complete game victory by Nate Eovaldi, while the Athletics lost their 40th game to the season to the Mariners 3-2. Oakland is now 10-40, and it's the second-worst first 50 games in baseball history behind the 1904 Washington Senators, who went 9-41. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game, the night on the farm, and before first pitch in Cleveland, some reservations I have about adding Jake Berger to the top of the order. If you are new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. I'd also recommend subscribing to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Machine, where you can get notifications when Josh and I are streaming live. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, you can do so at patreon.com slash Machine. Supporters get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content, including a P.O. Sox mailbag coming in Rick Hahn's favorite timetable, the not-too-distant future. Plans start at $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine Podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis.